Welcome to the Magnum Report, a special edition of the Magnum Report. I am your host, Mark Magnum, and today I'll be talking about does WWE's WrestleMania have to be a success? But before I do get started, I would like to say please subscribe, like, and also please hit the notification icon so you do not miss out on future content because I do post weekly. Now, into my talking point. Does WWE's WrestleMania have to be a success? I think about this and I just, the reason I say this is because with Vince McMahon coming back at the beginning of January and he's not in creative control, he's just interested in selling the company, supposedly, I have my reservations and we've already heard that he may have possibly, there's rumors out right now that there's a possible chance that Vince had a hand in, I guess, booking the Omos versus Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania, so if that's a true rumor, then he's already kind of starting to get his foot back in the door when it comes to booking. So it gives me a reason for concern for Triple H. So that's why I say, does WrestleMania have to be a success? I mean, on paper, I think it will be. But if I'm Triple H, I mean, I would have to, you know, I, this is a time that I definitely would have to put on my A game and, you know, make sure that this is definitely the show of all shows and highlighting and, you know, spotlighting how good the superstars are and how good Triple H is as a booker and as a creative mind, because I think he is good. And I think since he's taken over since, you know, July in the summer, since Vince stepped away and retired, I, I think that he's done a pretty good job. I mean, I still have my complaints. If you listen to this podcast or the Mark and the Fan podcast with my boy, the Cisco Kid, you know that we talk about stuff like this, and I've talked on here plenty about just some of the things that do, that do bother me, like the women's division, and just the, you know the pacing of the show with how a lot of the show is talking and clips and backstage promos, and they eventually get to a match. So it, there's things that I don't like about way, the way Triple H is booking things, but if I look at what it was a year ago and look at what the product is now, it's a far, 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 you know, distant memory from what it used to be. And that is a positive. So I'm not trying to come on here and sound negative, but with, like I said, with Vince McMahon looming off in the distance, it, it, it's kind of hard to not, you know, overlook that. You can't overlook that. And I, I think that Triple H will probably be fine, but it's Vince McMahon. So we don't know how this all plays out. I was surprised last year when he just up and retired, but that was through all the allegations and, you know, things that were going on with Vince McMahon. So that's why he retired and he came back. And now he's back to, like I said, sell the company. But I think while he's in the process of doing that, he might want to try to take back control. So I guess we'll have to obviously, you know, see how that plays out. But when I look at all that Triple H has done since he's been in control since around July of last year or June, I believe it was of last year when Vince McMahon retired, I, I have to say that the product has been better. And like I said, I still have my complaints, but like when I look at the premium live events from SummerSlam to Elimination Chamber to Extreme Rules and all the things that have happened, you know, Clash at the Castle and the Crown Jewel, at, like I already said, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. There's, there's a lot of things he's done. The Royal Rumble was excellent. 
So I, I like to think that Triple H, like I said, will be fine. But if, if WrestleMania flops or, you know, I mean, I know they sold out WrestleMania pretty quick to where they've opened up new seats and things like that. So that is a positive. But if, if the rumors are true that Vince McMahon has booked or had a hand in booking Omos versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, if I'm Triple H, I've, I'm definitely on red alert right now because you know that at the end of the day, this is what Vince is trying to do, I would think. I mean, if it's me and you've been, if I'm Vince McMahon and I've been running this company for 40, 50 years and my, you know, this is something that my father ran and, you know, my grandfather before me ran this company or, you know, or a version of it. And, I mean, because I know Vince's grandfather was a boxing promoter. So, I mean, this is kind of in their blood to be promoters. So it's, it's going to be hard for me to think that if Triple H starts to, you know, fail, and WrestleMania is not a success or, you know, it's not universally liked by, you know, the wrestling fans that he may have problems going forward. But at the same time, though, I don't think that he's going to have to do too much because the for what they've got right now with the Sami Zayn angle and this bloodline angle, I think they, that'll be fine. Cody Rose and, you know, Roman Reigns, I think that'll be fine. If they end up having Austin Theory, which it looks like against John Cena, I think that'll be fine. Edge and Balor, I think that'll be fine. Bianca versus Asuka, I think that'll be fine. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, that I think that possibly could steal the show. So, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. The only thing right now that gives me, you know, cause for pause is the Omos versus Brock Lesnar match. But something tells me that's going to be a short, quick, just big, beefy guys getting in there and doing their deal. And Brock Lesnar tossing Omos around. And because I hate that they've tried to play this up like, you know, Brock Lesnar can't pick up Omos when he's, you know, f 5 Big Show and he's f 5 Mark Henry and other guys of that size. So we're to... to play up the fact that there's a chance that Lesnar can't pick up Omos. I, I, I get he's tall. I get he's a giant. But I really don't see Omos being that hard for Brock Lesnar to pick up an F5. It's going to look good, I'm sure. And, you know, I said this on a, on a previous podcast about Omos versus Braun Strowman at, uh, well, I believe it was Crown Jewel. And when they announced that match, I was kind of like, oh, God, this is, oh. But I was wrong. I mean, it wasn't, you know, WrestleMania caliber or wasn't no five-star, you know, match or anything. But for what I thought it was going to be and for what it was, I, I was entertained. And that's the main takeaway from me. So I'm hoping that with this Brock Lesnar-Omos match that it could possibly be a good one. So I guess we'll have to see. But, but back to Triple H, though, I mean, I, I will say on his behalf that, like, the ratings have went up and significantly. I know that a lot of that's from the bloodline and some of that's also from Cody coming back, but there are more eyes on this product as also a WrestleMania season. And I get why, you know, there's a little bit more viewer viewership than usual, but it's going in the right, you know, going in the right direction. Their buy rates for, you know, all these premium live events have went up. The ratings, like I said, have went up, their stock prices went up. So, I mean, Everything's going in the right direction for WWE. So this is why I'm kind of like, if this is not a success for Triple H, 
this could be prob problematic for him because his wife already, Stephanie McMahon, is no longer with the company. And Triple H kind of seems like he's only holding on by a thread in that one big mistake or that one failed event or that one just misstep that he might make could be his demise. And I'm worried for him because I, I, I never really cared for Triple H as a competitor. I mean, he was good. I'm not trying to say that he was terrible or anything like that, but he wasn't one of my guys that I particularly cared for to watch week to week because he was like the Cena of that era where he always won and it, it, it kind of wore on you as a fan. I mean, if you like Triple H, that's great. I wasn't one of those. But I, I, as a booker, though, I did like the you know the NXT black and gold. I mean, from week to week, sometimes the shows were eh, but the takeover events were always gold. They were always good events. So he's got that rapport with me to where I know when it comes to his mind for wrestling, he's not like Vince McMahon where everybody's got to be you know six foot eight and three hundred and fifty pounds and jacked to the gills. No, he does realize. Smaller guys can get over ricochets and guys like that can get over if they're presented right and you and you book them right. And even though Ricochet has been booked, you know, for the most time in his, for his tenure in WWE has not been the greatest. But with Triple H now in control, I mean, I know that, you know, Vince McMahon, when he was in control, Ricochet did win the you know Intercontinental title and the United States title. So I know there's going to be people, oh, well, Vince McMahon did this. Yes, he did. I get that. But for the majority of his time on the main roster, I mean, even when he got called up with Aleister Black, it was like they had no plans for him. And they never have showcased, truly, I don't think, his talent because I've seen him wrestle other places and he does a, he did a whole lot more. I mean, he was, I mean, Ricochet is a little bit of a spot monkey, but, but he's, he's very creative. He's very agile. And I mean, he makes things look effortless in the ring and he's, he, I mean, he moves in the ring like silk. So, I mean, I think now with Triple H in control, he's going to highlight these guys. And, I mean, they're teasing possibly a breakup with uh, the Alpha Academy and Chad Gable and Otis. So, I mean, there's that there to where if they go their separate ways, I can obviously see Otis being a comedy character like he's been for the majority of his career. But with Gable... I've, I mean, on this podcast, and I've been saying it for years before I even had a podcast, that Chad Gable should be, you know, spotlighted and highlighted and showcased and put him out there and just push him to the moon. Because, I mean, he's getting older like a lot of these guys to where you're not saying that, you know, being older, you can't still go. But the, his window and his prime is starting to close. And I would like to see, you know, Chad Gable get his time in the sun and get a chance to shine because I believe he deserves it. He's Kurt Angle 2.0, just a smaller version. And he's very, very, very good in the ring. I mean, just to watch him, he's like, he's like silk as well. So there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to in WWE. My thing is, will Triple H be in control while that goes down? Because like I said, if I would, I, I don't think that, you know, if WrestleMania is not a success, they're going to instantly just boot him, but I think that'll be that opportunity for Vince to stick his foot in the door and kind of come in and say, hey, uh, you looks like you're having a little problem here, pal. Uh, maybe you need some help. And that I'm scared of because I don't want WWE to go back to what it's been for the last 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years where it's just stale booking, you're not making stars. Not to say that Triple H is, you know, setting the world on fire in that department either. But, I mean, with Austin Theory, a lot of people were screaming when he cashed in money in the bank for the U.S. title against Seth Rollins. 
and people were screaming, oh, they just buried him. And now when we've had a chance to stop and look and see how that has progressed to now, I think people have changed their opinion on that. So, I mean, he is trying to create stars, but I mean, he's going to have to put it into hyperdrive <laughs> to get a lot more stars because a lot of the guys like the Lashleys are a little bit older. Brock Lesnar is a little bit older. I mean, you're dusting off John Cena, you're dusting off Lita, you're dusting off Trish Stratus because your core wrestlers, and I'm not saying they're not over, at least to me, I love Finn Balor, I love Sheamus, I love Drew McIntyre, but to that casual fan, you're, you're not gripping that casual fan to draw more viewers. So I think going forward, Triple H has to focus more on that and getting guys over it, and especially the females, because I'm, I'm, I watch Raw, so I watch SmackDowns from week to week, and when you have a women's match out there and it's basically crickets, and, you know, it, it, that's not a good thing for the women. It just is it's an indictment on WWE and more specifically Vince, how he looked at the women and how he booked them. And Triple H has taken over that and he's got to do a better job of making sure these women get their time. So that's it, though, for this week. I'm not going to keep complaining or giving out my thoughts. But before I do get off here, I would like to say, please subscribe to this channel and also Please subscribe to my other podcasts that I do that, I, like I mentioned with my boy, the Cisco Kid, the Mark and the Fan Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about all things wrestling from back in the day to current day. So, like I said, please subscribe to that channel and also subscribe to this channel. This has been another episode, a special episode of the Mark and the Fan This has been another edition of the Magnum Report, a special edition of the Magnum Report. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next week.